0: Welcome to the Meeple Syrup Show, Designers Discussing Design. We're on episode 54, like three P's. I don't actually get it. Uh Sen, translation? Or you're just gonna leave me hanging with this one? What? Seriously, Sen. What's the deal? <laughs> I don't I don't get it. What's,
1: I don't get it. What's what's three Ps? Oh.
2: Can can Sen hear us? Can you not see? Oh, no, sorry, my mic was off. Can't you see the rest of it? It's like three Ps in a podcast. Oh,
0: three Ps in a podcast. I like that. Okay. (laughs) Because I'm like, I just pulled a, like, what's his name from San Diego Anchorman? and just read whatever. (laughs) Ron Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. I just read whatever was in front of me. Um, Question mark? Uh, So we are the Meeple Syrup Show, and we're excited because we actually have uh, uh, three guests. And actually, our third host is also kind of a guest, because she is not only a regular host, but she's an expert on our topic. Uh, So why don't we first uh, see how Stephanie Strauss is doing.
1: Hi! I am doing well. Um, I'm just, I'm tweeting out the link, so that's what I was doing. But um, yeah, do you want to know what I've been up to, or are we doing that in a second? Yeah,
0: no, let's do it. Let's, just, uh, what, a, what? What? A, a, what a, I know you just came from a Codenames game.
1: I did. I did just play Codenames. Um, so we did that online using GIMP where we, like, black out. We had it on the screen, and we just kind of, like, blocked out with colors instead of covering with a card. Um, but what I've been doing lately, so this is kind of interesting. So I am starting up a board game club at a local elementary school. Yay. Because, and then I would also actually like to do, we have a design club in Little Rock, but I would like to get some, like, kiddo de- board game designers. So, so cool. Gonna, that's, that's awesome. Kind of, be kind of an aspect of the board game club is we're going to all design a game together. Wicked. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to have them kind of do their own, design their own little games. But, yeah, so uh, I just met with one of the professors um, it's a professor that teaches at a university here, and we're doing it actually at his son's school. So. That's um, great. I met with him. We're going to be starting that in October, and I'm super pumped about it. It's for going to be for fourth and fifth graders, which I feel like is the perfect age. That is to a start
2: that is age. It's definitely an age.
1: It is an age. It is an age.
2: Uh, what about you, Sam? What have you been playing? Uh, I played uh, Tides of Time today from Portal Games. Um nice. And the designer's name I can't pronounce, so I won't butcher it. I won't pull a Daryl. Uh, uh, Ellie and I played that. Well, Chevy, Chevy Dodd's
0: going to be on the show sometime in October, so yeah, he'll, t- he'll teach us how us. to say it.
2: Yay! And um, played Code Names as well. Um, there's a bunch of us uh, staff and faculty and students at Fanshawe College um, who have particularly Wednesday free uh, in the middle of the day, so we get together and we play games. In uh, Fourwell Hall under the stairs. So if you're at Fanshawe (laughs) and you want to play board games, uh, Wednesdays from 11 till around 1 o'clock, we're playing games in Fourwell Hall. So we played. Oh, you're there. Yeah, yay! Um, We played Tides of Time, and then Ellie and I also played um, Las Vegas, which, if you have never played Las Vegas by Rudiger Dorn, um, and it's an Aaliyah game, it's a wicked, wicked little. Dice rolling, dice drafting, well, not dice drafting, but dice pooling game. Um, that's really, really fun. So that's what I've been playing lately, and of course, working on numerous prototypical things. How about you, Daryl? What do you do? I've been just really doing. Uh, I didn't.
0: Sorry, I lost myself there looking at the chat window and seeing Dorn Forever. Um, I love the EVA with an A. That's what. Lost it for me, um, but uh, uh, yes, Dorn is a wonderful designer. Uh, what have I been playing? I've just been playing prototypes uh, the last really last couple weeks. That and the game of of watching Blue Jays and and emotionally being tied to that. So I thought you were gonna uh, say the game of life. It, well, it really is the game of life for me.
1: It is uh, the game of life. Yeah, it, that
0: determines my mood. Um, but uh, I don't want to stretch this out any longer because we have a, a variety of guests from a variety of wonderful uh, podcasts, and so I want to invite them in. Uh, We have uh, TC Petty III, who is one of the members of State of Games. We have uh, David Taylor from To the Table, the family perspective on game reviews, and we have Jason Kutarski, 20 minutes of filler, and so uh, we're really excited that they're here, and also Steph, who uh, does onboard games. Uh, and many other things. Uh, so we're very excited about you here, and we're going to try a little new format because we have uh, a few more people here, and we want to get the you know discussion really going. So what uh, Sen, Steph, and I are going to do is each time we're going to ask a question, we're going to ask two of you, and we're going to ask one of you to start and for the second of you to f- just jump right in when they're done to follow up. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I'm going to start us off and uh, put uh, Jason in the hot seat and just say, first of all, um, tell us a little bit about, obviously, what your podcast is, what's its focus, and, and follow that up with, why did you start? And then I'm going to have the, the follow-up be uh, David Taylor, same question.
3: All right. All right, all right, all right. Here goes. I'm Jason Katarski. I'm the host of the 20 Minutes of Filler podcast, and I created a show that is is—it's uh, about 20 minutes-ish, um, and not often that, that short. But um, it, the idea was to cover games that, that are small games, that are easy to learn, quick to play, um, easy to teach, and... Um, variety of themes that connect uh, casual gamers and gamers uh, because I felt like fillers had this connotation um, that was a little bit negative and I love them. They're like the thing that I choose before I pick up all the uh, the big box games and uh, I just wanted to kind of champion these games as like the event rather than the thing before or in between events so uh, that's kinda how 20 minutes filler was born and it just made sense to make a 20 minute show about 20 minute games and uh, and it's a lot easier to put out shows with semi-regularity when they're only 20 minutes long so
4: right, and I'm uh, Dave Taylor and I have the to the table family perspective game reviews right now it's been mostly just a review channel so it's not really like a podcast and we're going to be uh, starting some new things um, this coming probably in November December. Starting to do some actual like video casts or vlogs and uh, using the episodes to equip families that are just getting into the hobby with some of the uh, some basics of you know what games that are out there and what different terminology is and then also how to build libraries and then also how to. Uh, spread the hobby within the family unit and uh, spreading it from family to family, getting family friends involved and stuff. So that's kind of uh, one of the directions that I am going with uh, with my show. Awesome. Steph, you're next.
1: All right. Um, PC, P to the C, Puppy Shogun, Mr. Thomas yes. Thomas Thomas Cap, Petty The third. Um, the third. <laughs> the third. Ion, That's the important part. I award-winning, uh, luxurious hair-wearing, uh, best sleepy pants donning. Um,
5: oh, I'm do sorry. Sure okay. Yeah.
1: Do you ever find... So you, yeah, you're you on a podcast you've been on, um, you know, uh, Something from Nothing and some other things. Uh, do you ever find inspiration for game design... Uh, while you're podcasting, or because of maybe a conversation that you're that you've had on podcasting, or if if not that, then from other podcasts that you listen to.
6: Never, because I make game design podcasts, so that I don't <laughs> ever think about it. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I um, it's not usually as I'm on there, but I'm always talking about my ideas on those podcasts like a gazillion times. So if I'm not. If I'm not getting the inspiration to start a game design, I'm getting the immediate inspiration to update something on the game. So, like, even while we're talking here, I'm, like, writing little notes on my keyboard, banging away, right? Um, But it's cool, you know, but these podcasts really help me get those ideas out, and then when I speak them out loud, it seems like a good idea, and I write them down, and then that, that goes to other things, so. It's do awesome. you
1: ever like re-listen to yourself on the podcast and then be like, "Man, me talking about that game design, maybe I don't want to do that anymore or whatever." Like, do you kind of?
6: <laughs> I don't. I try not to listen to myself on State of Games Which ever. Which
1: seems odd because I feel like you of all people <laughs> <laughs> listen to yourself. <laughs> I try. Uh,
6: I, I, once a uh, once
1: you, I you have, you have gotten just mute l- the part. Like, do you know all the timestamps? Just where you talk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's Kirkman again, fast forward.
6: <laughs> exactly. Once I get those words out, I don't need to listen to them again. They're out in the world. They've inspired others.
1: Oh, so you're inspiring others for game design. Okay.
6: I don't need okay. to be inspired by them.
1: <laughs> uh, Jason, but, how do you feel about that?
3: You know... Uh, a couple times I did the the building the game podcast and just like where you, you pitch a game kind of on the fly and that was fun and uh, I never did anything with those ideas but it was a good exercise. Um, an- an- another time, TC, I-, I I had this really great idea and it was about like going camping and it was a worker placement game and like if you went to the beach you would like have friends that would give you extra roles. And I was like, this is a really cool idea. And then I realized that I had heard about that game that TC had already designed called Club Zen. (laughs) uh, And I heard about it on a podcast. That's awesome. I I had a board, and I was like, I could not make it work because I I wasn't that smart. So I threw it away. And uh, then I'm like, all right, TC can go ahead and make his game now.
2: (laughs) You you, you gave him the royal assent. You gave him permission to make his game. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Oh, so I I don't know if everybody knows this, but... uh, we have joined the ranks of podcasters as well. Uh, thanks, big, huge thanks to David Tomez for helping hey, us out getting all our audio stuff ripped from the video and on to iTunes and getting all that approved. So now, if people out there are driving, walking their dogs, shoveling the snow, well, that's what we do in Canada, um, please, you know, download... Every day. The, every day, every single stinking day. Um, download the podcasts, give them a listen. By the time you're done shoveling yourself out, you might actually have listened to one podcast, so there's enough there to keep you very busy. Um, and so thanks a lot to Dave Tomei. But I wanted to ask... David Taylor, who is here, who also is a DT. That's interesting. Um, what are some hints for newbie podcasters uh, and people who are doing video reviews and podcast reviews and things like that? What are some things that they should know straight off the bat? And then we'll get uh, TC to follow up with that.
4: Uh, well, first of all, realize that uh, coming out of the gate that you're not going to be uh, a stellar star uh, you expect your first couple episodes to be really kind of junky I guess uh, I was watching my first uh, my first uh, videos and I was like oh my god these are horrible and uh, and so you just you learn from watching yourself but I guess starting off is you're just gonna realize that it's it's gonna be a slow growing process uh, and persistence is key especially in trying to grow your audience so uh, don't uh, be disappointed if you're you know, if the numbers start off low, because it takes time to uh, to build an audience, and then just keep putting
2: out content
4: and, and be yourself That's the biggest thing.
2: Right. And TC, you're you're quite a, the expert at being yourself, right? I try to be, but you know, it's
6: really hard to be yourself. Honestly, I try right. to, So I try to I'm gonna be, to be I'll be TC. honest. Exactly. <laughs> so this is honest. This is honest TC time right now. So real uh, talk. Hashtag so real talk. Yeah, this is real t- real talk with TC Petty. <laughs> that could
2: be a whole podcast by itself. Yeah,
6: real talk with TC Petty. This is this is stuff. So, um, I I had really trouble like at the beginning, not just talking, but which I'm having trouble now. But I I had trouble doing segues, and that's not just segues in the sense of like, and what do you think about things that are you know like coming up, but just to go like this, I would I would be like talking about something and just say, oh yeah, I really like that. how that was uh, made by that guy and it, it's cool. <laughs> awkward pause, because there's, no there's no way to go forward from that. Just so like I think, what happened there. <laughs> exactly. Perfect awkward, awkward pregnant pause. And so what I would say is find the things that you're bad at and try to improve at them as quickly as possible. So I started to learn to just keep going and not end on a question mark or end on a statement that was just, that ended something in the middle of nowhere. I would just allow it to go to someone else, and that's what I'm going to do. So, right back to you guys.
0: Well done, well done. No, actually, this is fantastic stuff. Um, I'm going to be at Grand Con this weekend, and I'm on, uh, on a panel. Uh, advising others on how to do podcasts. So really, that's why we're doing this show, is so that you give me all the material, and he'll take credit and for, yeah. Just yeah. All the credit for I'm basically it.
2: Basically, data mining you.
0: Switch, switch totally that quote data from TC you. Petty the third to Daryl <laughs> Andrews, and then uh, I sound smart. So give me some more material here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to TC, and then after TC, um, why doesn't David jump in on this one? But I'm curious, uh, what what uh what do you see as some opportunities for future podcasts to really focus in on you know what what are we missing in our industry or what podcasts do you feel like we need
6: more of um, all right. well, I, I, jump in there. right I'm jumping in because I the one thing that I started I started getting into podcasts because I realized that you can you can actually do other things while you're listening to a podcast so it's really nice to multitask you can I can be working on something else and listen to a podcast and I don't have to be reading it right it's really cool so, the thing that's missing, which I'm helping actively now to inject into the hobby, right? Uh, for at least board game design, is that there are no scripted board, ge- board game podcasts. That means not necessarily that I'm reading directly off of the script, but that most of the parts are scripted and it's not just banter and what did I play and what did you play and what did we do and we talk around circles and it takes an hour and a half where it could just take five minutes, right? So... I uh I right now I'm working with uh Perfect Information Podcast, which is awesome with like Ben Maddox and uh some other guys got together and made a podcast and I'm doing a se- segment called Deep Design. Ooh. So what I do Is so that like is that like is, Deep Thoughts? Yeah, it will it's kinda like Deep be. Thoughts. Deep I, Design
1: I to... by T C Petty the Third. <laughs>
6: exactly. It's deep design it's uh deep design with T C Petty the Third. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm TC Petty the Third and this is Deep Design with TC Petty the right. Third. So, <clears throat> um, but the cool thing about it, right, the thing that the thing that gets you that is, is neat about that and what is a plus that is not there is that you really get a lot of that information and, and you can listen to it at a, you know, either, well, this <clears throat> one's really rapid fire, but you could listen to it faster and still get the information and still be, on point. So I really like that. I really think it's a good injection, and we just don't have any of that on the board game hobby, right? So it's a really cool thing. I hope that people go in that
2: direction. It seems like uh, Daryl, it's something that Ease would do. Yeah, no, that sounds gonna, totally, totally. I'm up gonna eyes.
1: do shallow design.
2: Yeah, well, I was, I was thinking
0: you and me, Steph, we'll do shallow design.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but words. David, David, what do you think is uh, an opportunity that's out there for for? Reviews or podcasts, you know what? What do you think? There's there's more room in the industry.
4: Um, I think. Well, I would like to see more um, exposure from a lot of the designers making appearances on on different review shows and stuff. I mean, I know you guys are doing stuff, and uh, you know, like Ignasi from Portal Games is is working really really hard at doing like an English vlog, trying to reach his audience. But I think they're trying to bridge that gap. Uh, Kind of making the designer become part of the the community more so, like on the, for the consumer to get to know. And so I, I think that that's really important because the more that you get to know the people that are creating the games, the more that the game comes alive and it starts making you uh, be able to submerge uh, yourself deeper into the hobby. So it's not just an activity of playing the game. It's like you're actually uh, you're actually like consuming somebody's life. You know, in, in like a good way, you're getting to know them and you're you're experiencing their work. So I think that that's uh, like an opportunity for uh, for more things that I, I would like to see in the industry.
2: That sounded very Cthulhu-ish. Like you're consuming their soul. I love it. We're
4: <laughs> going to take it all.
1: <laughs> um. So since uh, TC kind of talked about um, scripting, I kind of wanted there was a question from the audience, so now I kind of want to hit that back to uh, Jason and then David. Um, how much preparation do you do for 20 minutes of filler? How much? How much of it is scripted for you? How much of that is outlined out? Like, what's your? Just, just share your Google Doc for everyone if that's what you've got. Just put it right up there.
5: Uh,
3: you're looking at my Google Doc <laughs> right here, <Yeah>. right here. <laughs> that's my brain. Uh, yeah, I, I usually chat with my co-host. Um, for about two, three minutes, be like, "Hey, what game do you want to talk about?" And then I say, "What game I'm going to talk about?" I'm like, "Okay." I don't know
1: that you've mentioned your co-host. Let's say. Oh yeah, I
3: have a co-host. Andy his Lennox. name's Andy Lennox. He's on there about thirty to fifty percent of the time because we have, <laughs> busy we we have such busy lives we can't find twenty minutes to record a show here and there. But um, so yeah, we just we talk for a few minutes, um, and we say, "Okay, let's go," and we we go, and then I uh, wrap things up after twenty minutes. The if I'm interviewing somebody, I I'm I. I make up my interview questions as I go. So I'm, I, I've am i kind of had some experience uh, talking for a living and keeping young people's attention when I was a youth pastor and stuff uh, and uh, leading uh, up front at church too. So I've just, like, talking has always been something that I, I could do. So uh, I just kind of come up with a topic typically and say, we're going to talk about this and we talk about that until we run out of time. So uh, we we did a little more scripting early on, and that was helpful because it it got us a little more comfortable um, with like getting getting that solid foundation to know where we were headed. But once we once we knew what we were doing, we we kind of just do it on the fly. I think maybe Andy would prefer it the other way a little more often, but I'm in charge.
1: <laughs> I love that's awesome. I love your board games like board game boards <laughs> on the back. That's so cool. Thanks. Um, <laughs> David, so are you similar to Jason? Do you kind of just totally wing it or do you have a script or outline that you have before?
4: Um, I pretty much wing it. I don't script it. I have uh, an outline, an idea of what I'm going to do. um, And that, I form it mostly in my mind. I don't have anything written down. I have no notes. So um, I spend a lot of hours preparing beforehand trying to because doing like reviews and stuff and spending a lot of time playing the games with multiple different audiences getting a lot of feedback so that all goes into the uh, into my brain and trying to process thoughts and so prepare for that and then so I do a lot of on the fly um, I do somewhat have a, a little bit maybe of a structured outline when I have my niece and nephew on when we do our like junior edition shows uh, just so that they have an idea of what's going on and they you know try to get them to pay attention especially when they're on camera
2: interesting so do you guys ever consider language barrier or you know English second language type situations when you're doing your podcasts? Uh, one of our viewers asked that. We're gonna start <coughs> with David and then go to Jason. Um,
4: I pretty much do uh, English only. so uh, I understand that there is a, a world with a, a lot of different uh, languages that we speak, but uh, I look at primarily, my, uh, what my audience is, and that is uh, English-speaking people in the United States. So uh, I am aware that there is a, a language barrier. So I try not to use slang words when I'm talking, just for the fact that uh, people who know English as a second language they can they can follow along and, and uh, get the the main points of what I'm trying to say.
3: Yeah, I think uh, I've never I've never considered that because I'm a horrible ethnocentric person that only considers the world through my own lens. Obviously, (laughs) Um, I do um, throw in the occasional A for my Canadian uh, brothers. We notice, we notice. (laughs) notice, (laughs) It's contagious. It's contagious when I'm talking to you guys. but I think there's a great market out there if any voice actors in other countries would like to um, just re-record all of my podcasts and localize them.
5: <laughs> for free. Uh, for
3: yeah, free. For, yeah I, I won't pay you, uh, and you don't even have to pay me. It'll just expand the love for these little games we we love so much.
0: That is gold. Yeah, so you heard it here, folks. Uh, right after you do the audio translations for Maple Syrup, and head on over to uh, Twenty Minutes of Filler. Uh, I I I actually want to jump into something that um, I we were talking earlier about uh, social media, uh, and uh, I'm curious when you got your your channels or your podcast started, uh, how did you utilize social media to spread the word and to interact with uh, your viewers? You know, what are some things that you you've learned along the way to to use social media? in a kind of a progressive way or in a productive way. And I'm going to go to back to Jason and then have TC follow that up.
3: Cool. Yeah, I uh, for me, like, I had a little bit of an audience because of the games that I, that I had designed before I started the podcast, and I was already on Twitter. And really what the podcast did, I think, was gave me an opportunity to engage with the audience that was already captive. Um, without just having to like talk about myself all the time, you know <laughs> like or talk about just my stuff, so like hey, like people started to see me as this guy who who likes these little games, and they know about that because you know I tweet out the podcast and built you know a little bit of an audience just through through Twitter, um, and we talk about those games, and people tweet at me when they you know see a, a small game that looks interesting or whatever, so it it really just gave me um, another avenue to connect with people who I was already connected with without knowing it so um, I don't do anything super innovative I mean I just I, I record an episode and I tweet a link and then uh, we you know see what happens from there but uh, just, just being able to continue that 20 minute podcast in conversations on Twitter is is a great way to just engage people and keep those conversations started it's like the podcast just is a discussion starter really a lot of the time
6: and I- and I think I guess just got lucky because um, basically Chris Kirkman and like uh, the State of Games podcast—they had me on to do things. But like basically behind the scenes, they were pushing me to get involved in social media and specifically Twitter, as opposed to like Facebook and stuff. And I really got hooked on that atmosphere. I really like the idea of butting into conversations. I think that's <laughs> my favorite part, right? You just really uh, tweet at anybody? Yes. Could ne- never, would've, never would have, never would have assumed that. No, 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 don't even... Yeah, so anyway, so I'm, I'm a pretty shy person in real life, so I don't, like, butt in, but that gives me an outlet, so it's great. So also, um, but that's not the real important one. So the important one for me was something from nothing, where I got a chance to really start just contacting designers and having people on specifically. Um, and so I made contacts with designers, like, everywhere, and had a list when I started, of like 50 or 60 people that I wanted to have on the show. I went through the whole list. I had like two or three names left. I didn't know what to do anymore. So gladly you guys came in and started <laughs> doing things because I didn't have any ideas what I was going to do. And I kind of lost interest at that point. But we'd been doing it for almost two years. And so, um, but it was just awesome because that social media outreach would allow me to get more designers, and they knew me already from other people, and so it was just—it's—it's it's huge. So it was really good for networking.
1: Who's next?
2: I think it's Zen, right? Oh, my next. Sorry. Yeah. Even and Jason. I don't even see that in my list. <laughs> <laughs> Where is
3: oh that? no! You just you guys just pulled back the curtain and gave that away. We just pulled back, back the away. curtain. <laughs> yeah. the so force on the, the audio,
0: wall. that's where we cut it out. Yeah, we can cut that yeah. out.
1: <laughs> so that's actually a good question for our live viewers. Which, yeah, I, I have a question, Sen. Yeah, if you want go me, for it. You, you can, can go ahead. Yeah, I'll you ask, go for it. I'll ask to David and then Jason. Okay, since that's what's next. So speaking <laughs> of audio and video. Um, what is the difference? Uh, you guys think like, how do you have to change your show up um, between um, audio and uh, like just podcast or podcasting and then video?
4: Well, for me, I, I being a, a video person, uh, there's a lot more preparation of having to lighting, camera angles, making sure that you have proper presentation when you're when you're when you're filming and preparing. Uh, and then one of the things that we probably share with the audio people is uh, depending upon where you're recording is having a quiet location and that for me is like a challenge because I have a house full of people and pets and stuff like that but uh, the biggest thing is with the video is uh, is, the, is the lighting and then also I think the, the quality of the equipment that you use because it's going to affect your viewership. If you don't have a camera that's going to have uh, a good amount of resolution and your, your video appears grainy. It doesn't come across as professional, and you're really going to uh, you're not going to get the viewership that you want, and you're also not going to be conveying uh, the best product that you can uh, you know present for your audience. Yeah, I I,
3: uh, I have very little interest in in video uh, because but
1: you're doing so great.
3: Oh, thanks, thanks. Well, I mean, and no I'm, one would see your boards. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's, true. it's true. No one knows. Is this where you record twenty minutes like, of filler? Is this right here? Are we like seeing this?
3: This is this is the real the heart of it all. This is the heart of it all. This is where I design games at this table. This is where I play games at this table. This is where my wife's grandparents used to play games with her the family. history. But um, so I, I, yeah, I'm fine with this. I guess I didn't. I, I think of this as a hangout, I guess, to me. Like yeah, I don't think it's like it's not
5: like,
3: yeah, right. It's not like video production like something like David does for like here here's a game, I'm gonna give you the run out on how to play like how to play videos I don't want to do that because I don't want to edit things, and that's one of the big pushes for a twenty minute show is that like hey guys, by the way, I like to not edit, so don't curse and uh don't have too many awkward pauses because I'm gonna get this thing out in an hour, so uh but like I love that gorilla format that I can do with these short bursts where I can just like that just makes it possible for me to get content out there. Um, and I know that there's a ton of people out there more talented with computers and have better visual eyes than I do, so uh, I'll leave the video stuff to to them. But, I mean, I don't mind showing off my face every once in a while, but I don't want to be the guy who <laughs> can charge all, all that business. Well,
1: Absolutely. we're sad and lacking for it. No, 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 we're, like no, we're sad. not sad.
0: We're, we're getting, spoiler, we're getting, like, inside, behind no, the scenes. No, I mean, gallery. he's
1: not doing video, but no.
0: yeah. yeah. What? The Meeple Syrup Show doesn't want that kind of competition.
2: Uh, <laughs> we, we, we can't compete with... I mean, look at that guy.
3: We'd get shut down.
0: This guy the only is way, like
2: hotness.
3: You're only going to keep me away if you just... I mean, keep away the competition is if you just keep having me on, right? Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the plan. Can't so, beat him? Join him. <laughs> so I, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, some, some of us probably listen, uh, like myself, to very few... Uh, podcasts, and some of us maybe listen to a lot, or maybe there were seasons that you used to listen to things, or you wish you listened to more. I'm curious. Uh, who, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to TC first, and then to David. Who are some of your 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 go to uh, people, either in the past or the present, and uh, who who do you see as a kind of like an up and comer? Give a little a little shout out or a little lift
6: for someone. So TC. <laughs> Oh, I'd have to do the up-and-comer thing. All right. Well, anyway, I'll do the first part easily. Um, and I listen to Ludology all the time. Mm. That's the main podcast Amazing. I listen to. Yeah, yeah. And so it's really good. And it's, I mean, it is just a conversation and and stuff. But they get to the heart of a lot of different things. And uh, I feel like there are a lot more folks and stuff that I want to listen to. Right. So it's so it's design stuff. i mean, very focused. Just great stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's part of a conversation that I feel like a part of. Um and so that that's really helps me now uh, up and comers man I want to say up and comers but like I'm on a new podcast so I have to say Perfect Information podcast right Wow Perfect Information podcast I love it
0: self promotion this is key people watch yeah. this
6: but no but I actually like uh Ben man Maddo- Ben Maddox sounds like the perfect British person right so nice. it's really hard not to listen to that because he sounds pretentious no matter what he says
0: and <laughs> smart He just sounds smart
6: Yep.
1: I just so, followed yeah, so perfect mine. information today on Twitter, nice. and everyone else did
0: too. You're on it. All right. What about what about you, David?
4: Um. Well, I don't listen to a lot of uh, podcasts, mostly because I'm. Uh, if I'm doing stuff on the computer, I'm more of a visual person. But I do like uh, I do like heavy cardboard. I think that's a pretty good show. Right. And uh, video stuff, uh, ones that I that I like. Um, I like. Tim Norris, Gray Alpha Gaming. I think he does a really, really good job. Um, I like Bearded Meeple, another Canadian there, one who's uh, right, actually, right near Sans House. Uh, so he's yeah. he's he's really he's really awesome. And uh, some of the up and coming uh, ones, I really like uh, the. Uh, Dad versus daughter. They're they're actually from Illinois, and it's a it's a father daughter group that they do uh, they do a playthrough. like that. You know, it's like the two of them competing against each other, and they do some reviews. And so uh, those are the ones I think they're they're often coming. Well, actually, a man Beard uh, Beard and Meeple, I think he's been doing it for I don't know, not very long, but he puts out a lot of stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. Tyler puts out a ton of ton of content for the short amount of time he's been doing it. Which is which is good. It's it's good to have that. And a little spoiler, there may
0: be a future uh uh marriage of uh bearded meeple and meeple syrup coming coming down the pike.
2: And then I will be hey, the only remember- one with San's beard.
1: Bearded meeple syrup. I <laughs> like it.
3: I want to talk about uh, podcasts. I drive around a lot for work, so I listen to um, quite a few. And my favorites are probably the Geek All-Stars and the State of Games because, well, I I have this love-hate thing where I love their shows, uh, but I also get kind of, like, jealous because it's like all my friends are hanging out and talking about war games, and I never get invited.
5: So that's cool. (laughs) That's awesome.
3: But um, I also... uh, uh, there's these new guys uh, their names what are their names I'm going to look at my phone because I don't remember they're, it's Scott and Jonathan and they do a Super Board Brothers podcast oh yeah on, yeah yeah they're on episode 5 and they're like they're editing out, editing out all the ums and the what uh, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. like do, they have these amazing like buffers they've like spent all this time like doing like voice work and like intros to their different segments and they they they're really good they to an interview with them and they were really fun to talk to too so like they're definitely some, uh, a show that I'm going to be watching for or listening to for a while so yeah I jumped in to share that nugget with you all that's a good there nugget you, go.
1: you like that nugget um, so I'm going to ask a question to uh, David and TC um, we'll do uh, TC looks like he's ready so we'll do TC first <laughs>
5: Yeah.
1: yeah bouncing out of his seat. he's got his sleep pants on um, t c <laughs> so I actually had a discussion with some of my friends about this earlier. We were talking about the way that people describe um on podcasts, not videos but podcasts specifically um, how they describe games like teaching how to play the game so what what is your opinion on that the The, the discussion was kind of. Um, I hate when people, like, drone on about describing the game on just general podcasts that are talking about it that aren't trying to actually demo the game or teach you how to play the game. Um, and so some people didn't really like that, but other people were like, well, I like when they do that. So where, where, what are your thoughts on that, and where do you stand?
6: Well, uh, one of the, one of the parts of it was that they didn't like scripted parts, but I don't think they're attacking my scripted idea. I think they're just talking about, like, people... No, I think Ooh, they're, like, like, reading, the like, the like reading
1: through the rule book,
6: yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Maybe. let's take a look at the rules of Space Alert. Here Open we go. Open the
1: board. Place, place the one. board <laughs> in the center so, of your yeah, table.
6: I, I don't think they were talking about, like, just scripted things. I think just reading right. like a robot from something in front of you. And I can understand that because even when you do read something in a podcast just as, a like, a, a feeler or question, it's better to just come across as uh, someone who's actually speaking it, right? Like, just reasonably. Um, I have, um, but the main part is the, uh, uh, crap, no, i just blanked. What was the the main part of the like, question? Like,
1: talk, talking, about, talking about how to play games, whenever, or whenever oh, yeah, you're yeah. just talking about a game, do you just jump in and go this is the game I'm talking about, this is how I felt when I play it, or do you kind of want to set a foundation for this is how you play the game?
6: I think it's just like, it's one of those things, like I, I don't like necessarily reviews that do that same format that where you just go, what do I think about this game? Now I'll explain the game. Now I'll tell you my review. Right? I don't like that whole middle section of just rules explanation. So I prefer that people just say, hey, I was playing Lagrange. Guess what you do in this game? It does some cool things. This is the cool thing. And then move on. Because I don't need the technical part, really. It's just... In right.
1: one, you... <laughs> Phase one is this. Phase two is this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We can well, cut that part out. Yeah. David, <laughs> what do you think about that?
4: Well, I think that looking at, a, um, at an audio presentation you have to consider the fact that your your audience cannot see things and so you don't go step by step by step like TC said you know it's not one of the things that uh, that you need just give an overview of the game some of the main strategy points you can maybe uh, highlight some visual things on the board oh this is really kind of cool like over on this side there's these particular spaces, or this type of terrain, or whatever, and you, you need to move on. And I, I think more so in, in, in an audio presentation, you need to keep the uh, like the, the um, how to play the game very very brief because when, you, when people are listening, that we're going to be looking more for uh, the opinions and somebody's thoughts uh, because you're processing only what you hear. uh, Where as opposed like on video a lot of times you're going to, you know, your audience is going to want to see things, how the game played. I'm starting to see a trend more. People want to watch like playthroughs. You see more and more people are doing like complete playthroughs of games. People watch you playing the games. It's like two totally different things.
2: Definitely. I mean I, I totally am of the same mind as a lot of you guys Where don't tell me how to play the game, I can read the rules myself. I want to know your opinion because that's why I watch your show or I listen to your podcast because I value it. And if you keep on, you know, just talking about the rules that I can read myself in a PDF format or whatever, then I'm not going to be as interested in paying attention to you anymore. Um, so, Jason, tell me about something in in the realm of podcasting that you know you think is like you've already said that. Post is not what you want to do. You don't want to do the editing. But then you also said that there's these guys who are doing some amazing work with cutting out the ums and ahs and doing the, you know, the fillers and whatnot. Where do you think it's going? And, and how important do you think post editing is in podcast land?
3: I think it. I don't know, I just think it I think it depends. I I don't want to listen to a show that's like recorded in an echoey bathroom on an iPhone if it's gonna be three hours, right? But like I can handle just about any anything for, for a shorter amount of time. So um and I, I like variety too. I don't want to just listen to to one long, long show. Um so for me, like the the, the clean the cleanness I, I think that, that comes um not just from cutting out the ums and ahs, but it comes from like that like what what T C was talking about, like like that you have a focused kinda uh, direction that you're going. And if that takes two hours, you know, then maybe it would take somebody else four hours to get through that material. So I, I think that uh you you can uh, cut out what doesn't what doesn't serve the 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 purpose the direction that you're headed in you know like if if you, if you're into that but i've just tried to avoid that because Technically, I just I just want to be consistent, and if I keep it short, then I know that I can keep it focused. So um, I think the editing is great for helping people focus. If you just want to get together and have conversations with your friends and roll tape on it, and then you can maybe later on put together a compelling show, a compelling arc, a compelling story, whatever. And um, there's just different approaches, and I think they fit different people's you know personality. Um, I'm not expecting to be like the most well-known best podcaster out there. I just want to connect with people who care about the things that I care about. So I'm going to do that because r- I don't want to open a studio or a broadcasting network. I just want to throw ideas out to the world, you know? So uh, that works for me.
1: Excellent. And you do a great job. Oh,
3: yeah. Thanks. You guys are sweet.
2: You're all right. TC, <laughs> what about you? Um, so you're actually kind of, reverse engineering it with the scripted idea that you're going to not have any of those ums and ahs by scripting first. So you won't have to do as much work in post. But what about the stuff that you have done uh, where there are ums and ahs? Would you like to go back and cut all that stuff out? Or do you think there's something natural or organic about that that makes it listenable as well? What do you think?
6: Well, I think what Jason says is like perfect. It's like variety, right? Mm -hmm. So variety is really... The key. So if if you're talking in monotone for two hours, you're probably going to lose some audience viewers, right? Uh, or audience viewers, audience viewers, those people that listen <laughs> to podcast. We've lost audience. three <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> so, um, but but the key is like, so it's great to actually like if you have a podcast and you're you're doing something and you talk about something and you actually go to like, hey, I'm here at at wherever, like, I'm here at Origins talking to the designer of this thing. And maybe the whole, like, maybe the whole, like, interview is loud and weird and stuff, but if you bounce from that to the talking and back, right, it just feels nice. It feels cool to have that break. It feels cool to have variety, right? But most importantly it's just, I think, finding your style is really important. So even with this, like, idea of a scripted podcast, that is so much more work on the back end. So there's a lot of just what Jason would hate, right? So just constantly re-recording yourself and then adding things in and adding bits and stuff and but I think if you find your style and you just go with it, people will really appreciate it. If you feel stilted then you're gonna feel stilted, right? So variety you're, and find your style. Absolutely. Your audience
1: will still be there. If they like what you're doing then they're gonna stay. There will be people that don't but they, you know, why try and please stay? Yeah, your
6: you're live viewer you're and listening audience.
1: Yeah.
6: Well, <laughs>
0: and, and like design, we've often talked on the show about restraint. So each show, if, if they if they have <laughs> if they choose a restraint, if they choose a focus, you know, you're you're really going to um, make something that that is you know reaching a, a specific target audience. So I love that. Um, another thing that may help uh, along the way for anyone that's doing podcasting is the equipment they use. And I'm curious. I just actually want to ask all our guests uh, what equipment. Have you used? And then maybe wish list. What stuff do you see other people have that you're like, oh, I wish I had that? Um, I, even just listening to our old audio files and listening to, like, episode one and two, and then we, you know, bought, like, a new mic or then we bought a new camera. You know, there's different things along the way that, for us, we can look back and go, ooh, that was, that was a, a good investment. I'm going to start with uh, maybe David. Why don't you tell us a little bit of the equipment that you use to, to make your episodes, and then we'll go uh, Jason and then TC.
4: Okay. Uh, when I started off, the first thing that I did this all on uh, pretty much like no budget whatsoever, I had a, a point-and-shoot camera that took video that I started off with and used Windows Movie Maker for editing my stuff. And, uh, so the, the things that I've added, uh, I did buy basically like an HD, uh, camcorder. Didn't spend very much, it's like a JVC. I think I spent like 200 bucks on it, and it does a really, really good job. They, I wish it had the ability for an external mic, but, uh, the audio is really good. Like I did some coverage at Gen Con, and the outside noise was not a problem. So I use, uh, I use a JVC camcorder. I still use, uh, Windows Movie Maker. I have a, a Corel Studio Pro. Uh, but I just trying to put out content and trying to learn uh, a new program has kind of been kind of an obstacle for me. So I've been experimenting with it. So eventually, I'll be rolling that out. And uh, wish lists. I would like to have um, a second camera so that I can shoot two two angles at once. So that I can do overlays and kind of make some you know make a cooler video presentation.
2: Jason, what about you?
3: Yeah, I um I use this guy. I use this little blue snowball uh, USB mic. And uh, yeah, yeah, what's up, blue snowball?
5: Hi,
2: white
6: snowball. This is black snowball. That's the Death Star. <laughs> it is yeah, the Death Star. It's That's pretty
2: like, awesome. Mine, mine is a giant <laughs> golf ball. Do we all
1: colour snowballs? Mine's silver.
2: I actually uh, I can do ooh, I can.
6: colors.
3: I, I'm not a snowball. No. You think you're better than me? You think you're better than me, Daryl? Uh, yeah,
6: Darryl, yeah. Darryl, Look at that fancy I, one. Oh, I, man, I, that looks I, so cool. I mean, you're so cool.
3: <laughs> when I um, when I first started, though, I, I was doing all my shows on my iPad mini, um, just using an HD audio recorder app, and I bought had to buy a, a camera connector, which went USB to fire cable, into my iPad, and um, it, it, it sounded great. It worked great. The app uploaded to my Dropbox, so then I would just edit in audacity a free another free program and um and when i say edit i mean put the buffer music at the beginning and the end <laughs> and uh, maybe That's a editor, isn't it? yeah a little bit a little bit um and i i i'm, I'm i've i've done podcasts uh like I did my origins recap uh not this year but the year before that with my iPhone. I walked around and just recorded a bunch of people on my iPhone because I forgot and I knew that I wanted to have a show and it it worked out fine. Um so when I I use my laptop for when I have to do Skype stuff for when I'm doing interviews but um I I like uh I, I like the setup with either the iPad or the laptop and just the single mic and some it's the, the technology is amazing, you know, like, that that is available to us, like, the plug-and-play stuff. Um, you can do it with next to nothing, you know, and uh, so I don't go out there, like, looking at microphones. It might be nice to have a microphone that would be better for, um, like, a roundtable discussion, like a more uh, omnidirectional mic uh, to have for uh, those, those kind of discussions, but uh, I'd use it, like, you know twice a year, so um, I'm good, I'm a simple dude with my uh, with my technology, but, uh, you know, like, I think my mic costs 50 bucks, you know, and I already had an iPad, so I was good to go, you know.
2: Yeah, and I, lo- I like your uh, punk rock gorilla attitude towards it, too, because that's <laughs> kind of what we do. Well, thanks. TC, how about you, equipment-wise?
6: <laughs> oh, I'm totally punk rock. Um, I use a blue snowball microphone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that seems to be a popular one because it's it's relatively cheap, but it, it sounds great. I mean, it really does. It sounds great, and unless you're being ridiculous, uh, you're, you're really not going to get, like, you're not going to get a better sound at an entry-level price. Uh, I mean, you could get it from other things, but, like, and still be functional, right? So I use that. I try to stay functional in my stuff, like, uh, when I'm recording uh, myself, I use GarageBand, but some people just hijack Skype conversations and stuff. And then I think people edit it in GarageBand or Audacity, something like that. So, um, But I use GarageBand because I can use multi-track very easily and I'm used to using uh, GarageBand. Um, and I would say, so I totally like this mic because I was just in St. Louis at the Greater Than Games headquarters visiting and stuff and doing like Kickstarter videos. And he had this cool, awesome setup like mic thing. And he was like, he showed me like the raw sound of it, and it's just, why? Like, you have to be like an engineer to get all the sounds out that it picks up, because it picks up everything. So, these microphones that seem like they're cheaper, they're actually not picking up certain frequencies on purpose, and they sound great automatically, so... Keep it simple. Yeah, don't go crazy with that three hundred dollar microphone because you'll all of a sudden go, "Why is everything sounding so crappy?" Why do I? and you have to do all kinds of extra work on the back. Uh, my wish list is a Tascam, one of those things, the recorders, uh, because I like like Jason, I just use an iPhone, which works really well, but I would love to have just a, a simple Tascam kind of recorder thing that I can put in people's faces.
1: I just I want just like a filter that will make my voice sound like a TC's.
2: Nice, <laughs> Steph. You guys, uh, what's the Zoom thing that you and Isaac were using?
1: Oh, uh, you know, I don't know the exact name of that. It's over there. That
0: somewhere. thing looks fancy.
1: It is. It's really cool. And it looks like a sonic screwdriver. Great. I'll have to. It does. Yeah. I'll have to. Um. I'll. I'll send that out. Um. I'll go and take a look at it because I don't remember the exact brand of it, and then I'll, I'll let you guys know. Um, But I want to ask a question to uh, David and Jason. I'll do David first. Uh, What podcasts, if any, do you listen to that are not board game related that you would recommend that people listen to? And if you don't, then what other podcasts would you potentially be interested in outside of board game?
4: Um, So I listen to, uh, there's a guy who's uh, local here, and he's got a, a show called Cabin 7 Radio. And I was actually a, a guest on his show talking about uh, our farm operation because we raise we raise sheep and goats. And uh, he does like a bunch of different things. Like he he started off doing a bunch of podcasts talking about uh, like uh, stock car racing and drag racing because that was like something that he was passionate about. And then he started branching out. And he does like just whatever he's in the mood for. And so it's kind of cool. Like you get to know somebody else just through their content. And then. uh I listen to a couple of other just uh, random things that uh, like guitar playing because it's like one of my hobbies. I play guitar, so uh, I listen to some stuff like that, talking about technique and, and things like that. So, but I only listen to like a few different things and and not regularly. Pretty much, if I'm listening to stuff, I'm listening to music. Um,
3: I I listen to a bunch of spirituality podcasts. Uh, and I listen to, um. I just started listening to "Welcome to Night Vale," like storytelling, weird, dry. That's what
6: I wanted to, to jump in with.
3: So. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> um, and nice. another one that I really like is um, it's called Jughead's Basement and it's uh, the guitar player from Screeching Weasel, uh, Jughead, a pop-punk band from the 90s, and he like does these really awesome in-depth interviews like about specific albums from the time that like his basement flooded and he lost all his favorite records. So now he goes back and connects all the old band members from like Crimp Shrine or The Promise Ring and interviews them in-depth about that album. Um, really fun shows. So, but.
1: I feel like you need to do the 20 minutes of Jughead... Uh, spiritual
5: <laughs> night veil podcast. <laughs> oh. Nice.
3: That
1: would be and, and I, would, maybe, I would listen to that. I would listen tell to a story me. about maybe. spiritual music.
3: I want TC to script it for me, though. Yeah. Right.
6: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be awesome. I'll Tell you right now. TC, uh, why don't
1: you go ahead and jump in? If, since you were what, Yeah. You go ahead. Jump in. Other than uh, night veil?
6: No, no, I don't listen to anything else other than Night Vale outside of board gaming. So that's all I wanted to say was Night Vale. Welcome to Night Vale is so good. Uh, I've tried other podcasts and I keep failing. And or they keep failing me. I don't know what the the word for it is. So but this this podcast is fantastic. I love it. I keep listening to it and it just inspired me to do my own scripted podcast. So it's like anything anything that good can't be missed, so yeah, totally worth listening to. All
2: right, well, will give it a listen. Uh, TC, for you, uh, from a design perspective, what benefits are there to doing podcasts, to being a podcaster as a designer? I know you talked about talking your ideas out on air. What other things are there that are benefits? That well,
6: like, um, I think... Uh, for me i even mentioned this earlier but it was the the idea that you will make contacts in game design through that so if you have a if you want to become published i mean some people don't really care about that stuff and that's fine um and i think that's great honestly so but if you want to kind of put yourself get your foot in the door and do those things uh it's great to just invite someone on that you really like or their game that you really like and just ask them if they want to be on your podcast. Because there's a really good chance they'll say yeah, even though they have no clue who you are, which is great. So um, I just love that. I love I'm the, the on. So. <laughs>
1: Well
6: they all knew who I was, but that's just a different thing. You're gonna have to build <laughs> up your own um, legacy. Um so but but at the same time, uh I will say this, like myself doing it, right, like in It just really helps to get simple parts of an idea, things that I was mulling over in my head and trying to get past, maybe a wall that I'm trying to get past. That's what a podcast helps me. When I talk it out, whenever someone gives me just a hint of an idea, that's usually when it's just going to click, because I'm all stressed out about being on a podcast, usually, or at least a little bit. And then I'm not thinking about the idea. That part of my brain relaxes, and that's whenever I get the idea. So it's awesome.
2: Cool. Uh, my next question is actually to David, and I know you're not a designer, so I'm going to ask you just a slightly different question. Um, how do you promote your podcasts and videos and things like that?
4: Um, I pretty much use all sorts of all the social media, however I can, and just use a lot of the hashtags to try and catch what's trending. So. That's that seems to be a lot of the ways that uh, that I promote it, Um, and it's you know keywords when I when I uh, do my videos uh, specifically for families. I usually post my links on. I have a blog too, so I usually make sure that I put in family perspective, family fun, all that kind of stuff, and though that tends to draw uh, attention that way. And then the, the biggest thing for me promoting my stuff is. Using BoardGameGeek.com, posting content on there—that's uh, that's probably the the main way to get attention.
2: Yeah, we're remarkably bad at that, actually. Yeah, we
0: we need to get on that. I just <laughs> hearing that again, I'm like, oh yeah, we that's did that. The, we did that the first week. You yeah,
1: uh, guys we have like, a calendar and stuff, and I'm like, oh cool, that's like a really neat thing that's not filled out.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I set that up in the first week, and I was like, oh, that sounds cool, and then forgot all about it. Um, I I got a, this is my last question that I'm going to ask, and I'm going to go to uh, Jason and then TC. I'm curious, uh, if you had to name three designers that you would love to hear an interview with, either that you did or on another show, uh, what designers are they and why?
3: Oh, gosh. Uh, I want to talk um, with Alan Moon some more. I want to hear him talk some more. Um, and I, f- oh, gosh, I, f- I feel terrible at this. Um, yeah, that's the
0: beauty. It's like a setup. It's like you're know, complimenting right? someone, but by not mentioning someone, you're insulting them.
3: Instead. I know. I, I mean, like, like in the indie scene, I hear lots of people, so I'm trying to think a little bit beyond that. Um, sure. So, ooh, ah, uh, um, I always like hearing Mike Fitzgerald talk because he's uh, like he's been around and he's got great stories, super stories. And, yeah. Um, and then I don't know some uh, somebody, uh, Jacques Zemay. Nice. Uh, he does cockroach poker and who ghosts? Nah, that's the best Wow. My name. Uh, ghost blitz. That would be yeah. cool because I don't know anything about that person. But totally, there's some
2: of awesome games. games. Yeah. All yeah. right.
3: <laughs> On my face-down list. All right. Nice one. <laughs>
6: <laughs> All right. Well, I gotta I gotta do my three. I gotta I gotta pass because I could think about it. So, um, I was talking thinking about the uh, the designer of Ispahan So that's uh, and and Metropolis, which I, I love those good things. And um, uh, what's that? Uh, Pachon, Stéphane Pachon. Sebastian
2: Pachon. Yeah, Sebastian
0: Pachon. We will will have him on the show.
6: Oh, really? I've stayed
0: at his house, so he should be willing to come on the show. Awesome.
6: Man, I need that contact. Alright, I'm going to stay at your house, Sebastian. (laughs) So, get ready. Um, (laughs) uh, Then we have... uh, You guys mentioned him earlier, but I'm a huge Dorn fan, so Dorn forever.
5: Forever! Forever! Forever!
6: Forever. (laughs) So, Rudiger Dorn, if you can get Rudiger Dorn on, that's awesome. He's going to okay. blow some minds. And then uh, the person that I was unable to get, and everybody's unable to get, and it's just in the middle of nowhere, is Carl Chuddock. If you can, <laughs> if you can you get can him to be the, on a podcast from you have China. you to break the
2: Chinese firewall. Yeah. I, think I, think, <laughs> I think Dylan and I might actually be able to do that. Yeah, I, I think,
1: think like, we I think might be able to pull I don't think that Carl Chuddock is real.
6: I think Chuttick is just kind of like an acronym for some weird, like, <laughs> evil corporation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Cybernetic, human, He's it's, it's, it's really made up by Osmodi <laughs> games. <Yeah>. You know.
2: <laughs> that took a lot of effort, Steph. I'm not even I sure if it was that. worth it, though. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. good, it was good, it was pretty good.
6: Unreal. Did it just end with don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know. Don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Step, you're up. Okay. Steph with the last question.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna, off of the last yeah, I'm
1: gonna ask David. So David, what is in the future for you and your show? Do you have any um, realistic goals, and then do you have any like unrealistic, like above that goals, like just like I like I want to have a million viewers and be you know streamed in the president's house. Like, I want to be uh, as
4: famous as Pootie Pie. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, realistic goals coming up. Like I said, I mentioned earlier in the show that we're gonna, I'm gonna start doing uh, an actual, like, vlog, making some episodes, talking about, um, you know, just specifically towards, uh, towards, uh, building the board gaming hobby and families. That's gonna be one of the things that's, that's coming up. Uh, Something new I'm going to be doing is uh, over the next couple weeks I should be getting a bunch of stuff for, that's coming out at Essen, so I want to do something neat, kind of uh, bring Essen to the people who can't go over there, so uh, I'm kind of excited to try that out and uh, see how that's going to go, doing some previews and things like that. And then uh, uh, realistic goals, um, I would like to by the end of the year have a 1,000 subscribers to my channel. I think right now I'm at just uh, around 760 so I think that that's achievable and um, I I don't know about unrealistic goals but uh, but I've always tried to think level-headed but it would be really cool to have you know like 10,000 subscribers I think that would be really really cool
1: I I think that like if you're on I know on YouTube you get something for like 100,000 subscribers is there anything you get like before that? or for for, for uh, uh, like on iTunes do they give you anything for like
0: a million I know uh, the higher ups like I know one guy who has pretty high numbers on music. He does the like lip, lip singing stuff and he uh, and he he has intervals
2: that he hits. Okay. that just that to me is just nutty how okay. that works, but
1: I mean we're getting there. Surf is getting there. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see about that.
2: Um last question to Jason. Oh okay Jason. Have you ever received criticism on your podcast and how did you respond?
3: Um I think that the mo- most of the uh the criticism I received was really just about when I when I or our next show is called Twenty Minutes of Filler and I go over like all all the time like thirty minute shows and and it's always people joking you know but like people who joke you know there's a little bit of truth to it they're like you said this was twenty minutes and you didn't keep your promise and I'm like but I'm in charge so I'm just gonna do what I want um other than that no one can complain about um, perfection. So, <laughs> so okay. you go. Sorry, it's TC. No, it's next question. Yeah. That was good.
6: But I know your real. I know your real answer, and that's that you would just give everyone that gave you like any any problems a hug. just yeah. like
2: hugging. Hug a hugger. <laughs> oh, Steph, I think you got the last question to, to TC, and then Daryl's on the wrap. I thought
1: I just asked my last question.
2: Yeah, you can ask the last question to TC. Last question to TC.
1: Okay, TC. Um, if you could, feature...
2: What are you doing
0: with oh hair? <laughs> I was like, wow, she is so not into this.
1: She's oh, covering
0: no, the awesome, with her hair. TC,
1: if you could have one guest, one host, not do something distracting while they're asking a question, what would that? No, no, no. Um, if you could be a guest on any podcast,
6: any video, any whatever, board
0: game related or not, what would it be, TC? He's oh. living the dream right
1: now. It's I don't really understand this question. Not, you can't say maple
6: Syrup. <clears throat> yeah, I've already done well, that. I've already hit that dream. I've hit the pinnacle, right. so now i got to go one step down. Let's see. That's right, That's right, TC. Um, man, okay, so for podcasts, though, it would be like... Oh, man. So if I play was play on, play. on... Welcome.
1: We could say yeah, I could to vale. do
6: welcome to I would put I would I would do welcome to Night Vale so well. They really so what, need to have me on. What do you think
5: you would do? What would your focus be? Um I would be
6: like I would be some guy like lost in the middle of nowhere and doesn't know how to get back. Nice. That would just be that would just be me. I don't know. I don't know what they this, always have that. So the show
0: makes dreams come true. You don't know. That might happen now because <laughs> we've we've had a few uh, uh, games be signed because of discussions on the show. So oh, maybe maybe now we're gonna lead you into the podcast world. Well, yeah, so you're,
6: you're,
5: you're, you're next to sign my games. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: got them. Um... Well, on that note, uh, I just want to say thanks to our guests. I really do appreciate uh, you spending the time with us, chatting with us, giving some uh, insight for anyone who's maybe interested in starting a podcast or uh, if they have not heard your podcast before, hopefully they'll check you guys out. We, we love what you do, and we really appreciate your support as well. Uh, I want to give a shout-out for next week's episode where we have Gavin Brown and Nick Little on uh, Roxley Games. And um, why am I drawing a blank? This is horrible. Uh, Action Face Games, Uh, both uh, uh, incredible publishers doing really great stuff, and they're going to be talking about, you know, being a publisher, logistics, all that kind of stuff, especially kind of let us behind the curtain on all the details, like negotiating with China or like all the, like, how do you figure out, like, bits and pricing and shipping and all that interesting stuff that a lot of us uh, don't know anything about. I know I don't. So I'm really excited for that episode, but meanwhile, uh, we're just uh, looking forward to playing your games. If you're at Grand Con, please uh, come say hi. I'd love to chat to you, and if you have a design, I'd love to play your prototype. So keep making great games.
5: Thank you.